Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Be The Bright podcast. We're back after an extended hiatus. Um, we didn't realize how long it's been. It's been since February since we recorded an episode. Um, I'm here with uh, Pete McKinney, my co-host for the night, and our good friend Sheldon Thompson of Rodeo Labs fame. He's out in Colorado, and uh, Pete and I are here in eastern North Carolina. Welcome, gentlemen. What's up? Thank you. We are recording this um, on Zoom, and we'll be on YouTube and Spotify for all of the podcast outlets, and we'll upload uh, this bad boy for your enjoyment. Um, we wanted to get Sheldon on here again. He's he's our first recurring um, star here, so I, mean, oh. I think yeah, I think it's there's, royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I better make it a good one then. Yeah. Um, and, and I wanted to personally thank you all. You're both um, Ridge Supply Sock subscribers, which, you know, a little plug there. Every month you get mm. the freshy freshies in the first of the month. Sheldon is like one of the last ones. So he wisely, like, he pulled the trigger on like the 29th or 30th of the month. So um, he gets his, he gets his at the last minute there. But uh, thank you all for that. It's worth it. Sock drawer is overflowing and it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no joke. The subscription is a is a problem. It eventually it's like okay, uh, I got enough. Um, so yeah, but there are people that, I mean, there's a couple people that don't even open the packages. They just they just get them and keep them in the wrapper. And hey, I can't do that, man. I gotta have them. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, the problem new- is it's in you do laundry and all the socks you are always wear just stay at the top. Yes. Yeah. And I have the same problem because I also take a pair of every time they come in and I shave my legs and I take the picture so I can sell them. Um, and that, that pair becomes mine. And so I have at least one pair of everything we've ever made. And, you know, the rea- <laughs> that's a, that's a big pile yeah. of socks. Yeah. After and at least six one years. pair of shoes that matches. And yeah, maybe, maybe more than one <laughs> pair of shoes. Um, but yeah, there's, there's first world problems. All right. Uh, so Sheldon, we got you on here because uh, Pete and I are, are bike pack curious. And um, Pete just uh, retired from the Marine Corps today uh, yep. after 20 years of service. Um, and we thank you for, for that. Uh, and I think that deserves a cheers. I mean, yeah, I have yeah, water. Yeah. Uh, cheers yeah. for sure. Cheers. <laughs> we um, we're we're planning a a bike pack a big bike packing trip in the spring, and leading up to that, um, I reached out to you because I know you've done a lot of um, bike packing stuff as well as have a lot of camping experience and are planning an upcoming big race, and so when you, when you gave me some information about gear setup, I was like, man, we got to do a podcast about this. So, so that's what this is about. And, um, we certainly want to no hold barred. There's no, uh, uh, sponsored post in this or, or whatever. Um, I think one of the beauties of bikepacking gear setups that I've seen is like, there isn't a brand or a company that like sells everything. So it's like, you can't just like get a setup, 
you know, you really have to like pick and choose and get things that are available in the backpacking world or bikepacking world or bag world or whatever and piece it together based on your stuff. And that's kind of a cool way to go about it. So that's why we got Sheldon here. Totally. Yeah, there's so much gear. It's it's overwhelming. Um, especially you walk into, you know, an REI or whatever, there's, you know, 40 different stoves. It's like, how does anyone know what to choose? Yeah, I learned over the years from many mistakes and have narrowed down gear. So stoked to help out. Yeah, I mean, Pete, Pete and I, uh, Pete got some, Pete got some bags and got started on, on building his, his little cash. And then, I mean, Pete, you can elaborate, I'm sure, but with your years in the Marine Corps too, like you (laughs) probably got gear for days. I mean, yeah, I have you know, gear for days. Cause we like to camp in the Marine Corps, uh, <laughs> as you might say. Um, and you know, some of it and Matt and I've discussed it a lot. Some of it is, will be useful for bikepacking, but some of it is also like, I'm not going to carry, you know, an old waxed cotton shelter half. Cause that's not going to do me any good. And it weighs like 25 pounds. But, yeah. uh, so I've acquired a lot of that stuff. And then, you know, with what Matt has talked to you about previously, kind of went through and tried to fill in some gaps and uh, we're just slowly starting to put it together. Yeah. I've done a lot of um, digging around on my own too, with like, you know, bike, bikepacking.com is a good resource. And there's a lot of yeah. things that spring off of that. I always represent. Uh, you got the shirt. There you go. <laughs> and, yeah. and there's so much to dig into. If you look at like a tour divide bikes or, or some of the other races where they've covered every single one. Um, and there's, there's obviously a difference between, you know, time of year, whether it's a race or not, whether it's self-supported, et cetera. But um, I, I thought one of the things that you, you could help us work through is like what you put um, in a saddlebag, what you put in a frame bag, what do you put in a bar bag and kind of work our way through the bike on how that works and then what you would use it for. And, and I preface that with us saying that, no, you're not the authority, but the way that you, you purposefully decide where to put something, I think has a lot to do with like a, what you decide to bring with you. And then, you know, what do you purchase and, or what do you already own and bring with you, et cetera. So, um, totally. And, yeah, I'm definitely not a professional. Um, I, I'm still learning things every trip I go on. Uh, my setup is definitely always changing, and I think that's definitely one of the like rad things about bikepacking is it's always you're always learning, it's always changing, and uh, so um, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, tell me about. Let's start with the saddlebag. Um, and like what it is you put in the saddlebag, what is it you're bringing in a saddlebag on, say, like a, a weekend, a, a two or three day weekend bike back and drive? Okay. Yeah. So a lot of this depends on where I'm going, what I need to bring, uh, you know, weather, all that different stuff like factors into the way I pack my stuff. And so like for this past weekend, uh, you know, we went to New Mexico and I packed all my clothes in my saddlebag. Um, I swap my bar roll, my bar bag and my saddlebag. What I carry in there is quite a bit. So, um, but in my seat bag, I carried rain gear, a uh, puffy coat, um, like a thermal, like long underwear, you know, uh, shorts, 
and then extra bib and like a merino tech shirt and socks and that was everything in my bag so everything in my sea bag was just straight up clothing related um, and then I, I like to layer it as well in order of uh, importance so like my rain jacket is the first thing that I grab out of my bag and it was rad because it started raining on us when and it was just super easy just to open my bag grab my rain jacket and close it back up so that's like you know you kind of gotta the way I do it is definitely an order of importance so like my sleep stuff that I'm going to sleep in. And, you know, that's obviously the first thing that goes in my bag. And then I just layer it outwards. That's a good idea. And you, you don't think yeah. about little stuff like that. Um, because you just assume you got a room. And the one, the first thing I noticed in trying to like layer stuff out was like, I ran out of room real quick. And especially I'm a little bit bigger too. So like, my sleeping bag has got to be a little bit longer, my whatever, you know, like I needed to get this little bit bigger tent just because I'm over six foot, you know, that kind of stuff. And like, and everything weighs a certain amount. I spent a lot of time doing research just on weight, just looking at tech specs, you know, totally. on, on yeah. something. Um, and not because I'm trying to be a weight weenie, but because like, if you just sacrifice a half a pound here or there, you can end up adding another 20 to your setup just in picking the wrong item you know oh yeah dude yeah. yeah weight is definitely a huge factor in things and like especially when it comes to sleeping stuff i mean you can get super cheap sleeping bags but they weigh a ton and they don't pack down worth it worth the dam and then yeah you, know, you go the other end you know you got you know five six hundred dollar sleeping bag which it's probably not necessary but yeah i mean there's just kind of all over the place yeah for sure. So how, like Sheldon, for you, how do you, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it has been through trial and error, like you said earlier, but how do you decide that balance between, do I get the super bougie, like stuff that weighs nothing versus the, the stuff that weighs a little more, but I know it's going to last and it's going to be a little bit more durable. Yeah, I definitely, I tend to go for more durability and, and stuff like that overweight. Um, just because like I am throwing it in a bag, it's going to be on the ground a lot, you know, and like, it's a little right. like, you know, especially like when you look at backpacking stuff compared to bikepacking, bikepacking is actually a lot tighter than, than a backpack stuff. So like, you know, I did a lot of backpacking and a lot of my backpacking stuff actually doesn't work transfer over, um, mm -hmm. bikepacking stuff just because like my sleeping bag is so huge. I can't get it down small enough to where it like fits properly. So I'll spend, you know, a little extra for something that is way more durable over the lightweight stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm dealing with that with my sleeping bag. I just got a, and I'm, I'm gonna throw out, I'll throw out brands or whatever. I don't care. Um, but I, I got a big Agnes sidewinder SL. Oh, yeah. And because I do sleep on my side and I know in, in the camping that I have done, one of the, one of the problems I have is like, I will just have the worst night's sleep if I can't get on my side. And like a lot of times I prefer like a quilt vice, you know, vice a bag, but, um, and I don't anticipate riding in really bad weather. I mean, maybe wet, but not, not really cold weather. I just don't anticipate doing that. But if I did, 
So I got the 35 degree bag. Well, it came in the other day and I mean, it's huge, dude. It is huge. It's pretty big. And I jammed it into, I have an, um, Apodura saddlebag that, that Pete's letting me use. And it's the 14 liter one and it's big, but I'd made the mistake of just putting the bag in first. So I put the bag down in the wedge part. Well, that's the part that's the narrowest. And it's just a simple thing like that, where I was like, well, I need to repack this and put the tent down in the wedge because that's narrow and tight and then put the bag around it. Just simple things like that. Like, and then I'm like, maybe my bag's just too big. Maybe that's just not a bike packing bag, or maybe I have to move it to the bar and just put it on the bar and literally have it just be like, that's that massive thing that's on the, you know, yeah. Um, so here, here's a, here's a pro tip, pro tip. Number one. Okay. Okay. Ding. And I actually one. just learned this this weekend. So like I said, like it, and it was mind blowing to me that it works so well, turn your freaking sleeping bag inside out. It packs down so huh. much smaller and tighter inside out. Mind okay. blowing. Mind blowing. okay. Uh, there's, there's some tech reasons behind that. Yeah. Yeah. There's tech reasons behind that. Um, mainly your the the sleeping bag outer layer is you know is the built to keep you, it, it's burly it's built to yeah. keep you all the heat in and stuff and so when you're trying to pack it it just doesn't pack down as well so you turn it inside out like i mean it was a noticeable difference in my okay. bar bag whenever i flipped it do so. you use it do you use a, a sack for your bag or do you actually just stuff stuff it in your yeah i just stuff it in yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that's I what i'll do too sack, yeah. yeah but uh my good friend brandon who i do pretty much all my bikepacking trips with he has that exact same bag yeah and uh he said it changed the way he sleeps camping so it's obviously a game changer for side sleepers yeah yeah for and, sure uh, yeah and he's the one that told me gave me that 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 tip on flipping the bag inside out and yeah he carries it in his seat bag as well and it is a freaking huge bag but yeah it's definitely one of those things that it's probably worth it i mean i feel like i can make i can make concessions in other things that 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 will pay off but you know that's yet to be seen um i mean i really think i could i think too i could get that bag on a fork by itself you know just in a dry bag on the fork mount like it would actually fit in there pretty good maybe maybe not i don't know but um that was another theory i had was like it doesn't weigh very much um and i could just basically like that could be its spot you know right um, yeah. i don't know yeah, if i'll always trial and error. Back, but. yeah it's always trial and error trial and error you know and kind of dialing in your own setup so um I know you've got some, you've got some custom bags from, from exile. And, um, I saw, I sneaky saw this, uh, prototype big full top tube bag. (laughs) Yeah. What, what, (laughs) what, what is that like? And, and what do you, what are you keeping in there? So the reason we kind of came up with that idea was I was always running two different bags on my top tube, had my feed bag up front and then like the little bag um back towards the seat post that carried like my repair kit stuff and that middle section there was never anything there and i was like well that's useless like that's valuable space i need to be using yeah so i worked with matt at exile and we came up with this prototype and uh 
it has dividers in it, Velcro dividers, so I can pull them apart or whatever. Um, and in that top tube bag, in the very back section, I have my entire repair kit, tools, tube, like everything I need right there, super easy to grab if I need it. And then the rest of it is food, um, just random snacks, um, things that I want to grab quickly. Snickers, oatmeal yeah, cream totally. pies. Oh, dude, French fries, uh, slices of pizza, cheeseburgers. Damn it, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the king of snacks, man. I love it. Love snacks. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, there's two like side uh, like mesh pockets, and I actually use that for like charging stuff. Um, my little charger for my my headlight goes in there or whatever, and I just plug stuff in right there. It's great for holding. Everything. Are you running? Are you running an auxiliary battery off of the uh, the sine wave or? Uh, I use a. I don't use the sine wave anymore. Okay. Okay. I upgraded to a K light. Um, okay. It's just like super powerful, a um, lot more light output. It's 1300 lumen output, which is, it's super bright. And then it has like a, a dual USB charger um, that runs separate off of it. So, but you but have yeah. a battery is what I'm saying. You do have a battery that is, it is charging up. Yep. I care. I also carry like a little, uh, like a goal zero, like USB charger as well. Mm -hmm. So I can charge while I ride off of my dynamo. And then for things that pull a ton of power, like cell phone, um, I'll charge that off of like my little USB charger. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So while, while we're kind of in that top two, uh, Sheldon, you mentioned a repair kit. So if you go out on a trip, what kind of things are you carrying for your repair kit in that, in that top tube bag? So repair kit and I mean, I'm a bike mechanic. So like my repair kit is obviously like probably way more extreme than it needs to be. <laughs> um, but I carry my multi-tool and I make sure my multi-tool fits every single bolt on my bike. Um, that's huge. Cause like, what's the point of carrying it if it doesn't work? Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, chain brake, all that good stuff on it, I carry an extra chunk of chain as well as an extra chain link. Um, a ton of different bolts, not only for the bike, but cleat bolts, as well as one extra cleat um, uh, for cabled bikes, extra cable. Uh, I carry an extra plug for my dynamo, just in case that breaks or rips off. Um, what else is in there? Chain loop with a little rag. Uh, that goes a long ways. Um, I've, I've forgotten chain loop on bike packing trips before, and it was yeah. awful. It just sounded <laughs> so bad uh what else is in there i was just having this discussion because where we ride you know it's super sandy and like i can have a freshly clean bike you go for five minutes out in the croton and your drivetrain is like yeah man. i can't even imagine like multiple oh. days yeah of, yeah of that and it, it doesn't take much i mean the chain loop bottle is like what like four ounces or whatever it's just super tiny it doesn't take up much room yeah uh dyna plug with extra plugs um what about a hanger? Do you bring, you always bring a derailleur hanger? Not on the flannel. Uh, that flannel derailleur hanger is so beefy that I would, I would snap my derailleur before the hanger. Um, yeah. that thing is super beefy, but like for other bikes, like for the donkey or whatever, totally the extra hanger. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, my, my, um, tire lever, I have a needle and thread wrapped around it in case I just like destroy a tire and need to sew a tire up. Um, that's a good tip 
Yeah, that, yeah. So that and it's a uh, upholstery needle and thread. So um, bigger trips, I'll carry extra sealant. Um, weekend stuff, I normally don't, but for like what I'm doing in Arkansas, I'll carry extra sealant for sure. You you have a hand pump, obviously, right? Yep, I have a I have a hand pump, um, and then I'll wrap Gorilla Tape around the pump. Um, that way, I always have. I mean, that yep. stuff it can yeah so useful for so many things yeah um yeah and extra um extra valve tips um for you know because probably break one of those off if you're trying to pump a tire too fast or whatever so i carry those yeah i've been stranded like uh, you know i'm not a i'm no mechanic everyone who knows me knows this but (laughs) i'm i'm dangerous enough you know like i do know how to like I have, I've had to like make the bike a single speed and like get out, you know, get out of the woods and stuff. I mean, I think zip ties, tape, all that kind of stuff is huge. Cause when you do need it, the one thing that, the one thing that's not on any kit that I've seen, but I would like to have, like, do you ever have like a leather man or anything like that? Cause I always feel like you need a pair of pliers or you need a pair totally. of like scissors or something. And you're like out there there's bugs, you know, destroying your life. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, if I just I, had, I carry a knife with me. Um, just like a basic, you know, pocket yeah. knife. Um, but wolf tooth makes a really clever tool that has, it's like a, a has like little bits on it. And it, it's basically a, it's a chain link plier that you can use mm-hmm. as pliers. And that yeah. thing is super trick and it's definitely worth looking into. It has a spot to carry your chain link. Um, yeah. All kinds of different things. It's really cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, you hope you never need it, but totally. Yeah. If, if you're ever on the side of the road, it's like no, no money saved on some silly tool. It's like <laughs> you would pay for it 10 times right. over. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I, I've, man, I've seen that stuff out there, especially like during bike races, unbound gravel and like all those things where people are like trying to change their derailleur hangers, but their tool doesn't fit. Like they don't have the tool to take off their derailleur, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> making sure you have a multi-tool that works with everything is so key. Yeah. I just noticed that I was taking my uh, crank off um, with course my bottom bracket was dirty or whatever, but, and I've got that really big, it's Easton, but I have like that. I don't even know what the millimeter is, but I'm assuming it's like an eight or a seven or something. Um, I haven't seen that on a multi-tool. So I was like, maybe I need to even bring an extra one, but I, I like what you said is like, double check every bolt and make sure that whatever you're bringing is going to fix is going to turn something, you know? Yeah. Cool. It, um, even we'll, like I go as far as like dabbing a little Loctite on all the extra bolts I bring. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a little extra step, but it, again, that stuff goes a long way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, tell me about the frame bag and then also like what you've got for, um, hydration yeah so frame bag um full frame bag uh exile made it um it has two compartments um and so i actually carry a water bladder inside the top portion of my frame bag it's a two liter bladder but i usually keep like a a liter liter and a half of water in it um that way I, i it moves around and i still have room to shove other stuff in there um and then in the bottom portion I'll carry. So in the bottom, I'll do like my headlamp, my stove and cook set. Um, 
And then like whatever extra food I have, I'll shove in there. And then up in the top portion where my bladder is, I usually carry like, it's where my water filter will go. Um, again, more food, if I can shove it in there, I got a collapsible bowl that I'll carry uh, collapsible cup that I'll carry um, all that stuff. What are you doing with the bladder? Is it backwards? Um, is the, yeah. So it's backwards. The hose is facing down and back and then it loops up. Um, there's actually a little, uh, like a little hole in the very top portion of my, of my frame bag that the hose can loop through. And so it'll come out and loop up around. So it's, you're bringing the hose up to the front of the bag and it's coming yep. out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And basically because of the way, you know, a bike sits or whatever, your bladder is kind of angled downwards. So yeah. Water Gravity. Just, yeah. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah. I know we, we're kind of messing around with that. Cause I have, I got the Apodura frame bag and I got that neat little, uh, the little one and a half liter hydration oh, bag yeah. they make that actually fits right in the bottom. And that thing was great. We used, tried it out the other day. It worked out pretty good. Yeah. He, that he looked pretty sweet. awkward trying to drink out of it though. Cause he was like, <laughs> well, down the, it looked like he was, he was drinking his too, bar. But, you know. yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Brilliant for Apodura on coming out with one of those. They're like the only ones that have made an actual yeah. like, hydration thing for a bag. Um, but yeah. I, and like I use the platypus one because of the way it's designed where it has like kind of that, the, the, the hose is like on the side and small enough like that it fits in the frame bag. And it took a while to figure out a good bladder that would work in my frame bag. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I cheated. I, you told me what that was and I bought it because it was $25 and I was like, this is a no brainer. Yeah. Um, they're, they're super cheap. And I mean, they yeah. work great. And I mean, I, I, I do think too, when we're talking about frame bags, um, you know, there, there are a lot of them out on the market, if you will, but honestly, like there's, it's hard to fit you know, not every bag is going to fit your bike. And so getting one made is, is actually a, a wise move if you can. Um, and if you find somebody to do it, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have moose packs make, make one based around that reservoir too. So like when he does sew up where the bladder goes, it'll be for that bladder. Um, which I'm sure is what, what Matt, they're both named Matt, Matt at exile and Matt at, at moose packs. But I mean, that's kind of what I was going to do with, with that bag, like this bag that he, that he did is super rad and I would use it on the flanimal, but it doesn't fit on the donkey because of the top right. tubes, totally different and whatever. So we're going to have, I'm building up the donkey. So um, I'm going to do that. But, you know, one thing in my research, which has been limited, but I'm considering, doing a dry bag for the forks and for my bar bag and the reason being that with um and how do you say it is it is it violet straps is that how you say it volet volet okay yeah I, i'm that guy yeah. why are you laughing at me pete well huh, come they're, on they're i french. admit it i admit they're it french. i don't know they're, they're french in salt lake i'm gonna mess it up now <laughs> the viola straps yeah um, violin strap yeah 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 Got it. <laughs> um so i mean i feel like with those and the way you can basically secure anything that um some of the some of the bags that are out there especially for like the fork bags that's all they are anyway totally what yeah. what else would you need in a in a fork bag let's say technical wise 
um, other than a dry bag. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, they just, you know, waterproof is the biggest thing. Like you don't want clothes or food or whatever to get soaked, especially on your fork. Like they're going to be yeah, hammered with whatever Spray. weather. Is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically all they are is dry bags. Um, and depending on your fork setup, as far as cages or, you know, like those bow tie things that I was telling you about. Yeah. Which yeah. you can't find. Thanks for that, by the way. Hey man, you're like, these things are awesome. By the way, they don't, my industry is rough right now. Let me tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> That's true story. Well, a shout, shout out to uh, Widefoot Cause I got their, their little cage mounts, which are pretty slick too. It's hard to tell on the internet when you see a picture or whatever, like how big or burly something is. But what I liked about those is like, unlike some of the other things on the market, they were not heavy and they weren't that large. And so I think they'll do the same thing that, that, uh, the, the problem solvers version would do where it's totally. basically just you're going to yeah. run your strap around it yeah. and it's going to not be there kind of thing so yeah um yeah definitely wide foot is rad they deserve all the kudos it's just like one or two dudes i think in nebraska that are doing it like in their garage yeah and it's they make i know that well i know that yeah well. man like <laughs> it's, it's so cool to see these small companies like that in the bikepacking world and they make nalgene cages which i think they're the only ones that do and so I've, I have the Nalgene cages and they're amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I, that's kind of my, that's my MO is to like, maybe, maybe either make a dry bag, you know, to the specs that, that I want, um, or, or just buy one. Obviously you can pack if there's certain length, you can just roll them down like you need to, yeah. but, um, that's kind of the plan. What do you do? What do you do in a bar bag? Like what, what's your, it sounds like you change your mind. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. I go back and forth, man. It just really depends on what I carry. Uh, for the most part, my bar bag is always my sleep kit. Uh, my bivy sleeping bag, pillow and sleeping pad all go in my bar bag. Yeah. And I have so much more room now that, you know, I reverse my sleeping bag. So maybe I'll throw some <laughs> snacks in there eventually. Some better week. Yeah, after we stop this, I'm gonna go flip that thing inside out right now and <laughs> step on it and see if I yeah, can get it small. Mind blowing. Yeah. Uh and it's also pretty lightweight stuff. So it's kind of nice having not a ton of weight on your bars. And also, you know, I re- I ride a pretty small bike. I ride a 54. So like handlebar space is not very big. Yeah. Uh, I have a very I have I feel a feel that. Yeah. It's like I don't I have, have that problem. I have crazy wide bars on my bike, you know, for my size, but it's still, you know, my bar bag's only about like this. Yeah. You know, so I have to really stuff it down to, to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, interesting. You brought that up. That's, I mean, I ride a 54 also, and that's one of the things I've been thinking about is handlebars. Cause I mean, I run a 42, but I'm like, man, like there's no space in here. If I run a 42. Yeah. I might yeah. need to go wider. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you could use me as like a Sherpa. You could just like pay me a little extra and I could carry what you need. Cause I got room. I, you know. <laughs> I want to just slowly tuck it into your bags and stuff when you're not paying yeah. attention. And go. what's an extra five pounds when you, when you weigh like two ninety, like I do, it's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the geekery of it. Like you're saying Sheldon too, and trying to um, also too, like, the coolest thing is there's no rules. It isn't like you have to put something here and you have to put something there. And, and honestly, it does differ based on 
mostly, I think, environment of what you're going to ride. Like how fast are you going to ride? What do you really need? Yep. Um, yeah. Have you have you found something? I know I know you're 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 training for and planning to do Arkansas High Country here in October, and obviously that's a different kind of bike packing. But when you're looking to do a race, what is it that you're leaving at home? Man, a lot. Uh, my race setup is so completely different than like my weekend bike pack trip uh, uh, setup. Um, I'm taking the least amount of stuff as I can. I don't take a stove. Um, I leave more room for just, you know, gas station foods and stuff like that, whatever I can find. Um, only the important pieces of clothing that I absolutely need. Um, for Arkansas, I'm carrying probably a little heavier sleep setup than some will, but I know like when I was like asking people that have done the race before, the first thing everyone said to me was it gets really, really cold at night. And so right there, that tells me, okay, I'm like bringing my heavier sleeping bag and like an actual like bivy to sleep in. Cause yeah, yeah. I just want some good sleep. Like I'm only going to be sleeping a few hours a night. So I wanted yeah, to kind of make it count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no stove. Um, I'll carry a water filter for sure. Uh, and then, just really pay attention to the food I carry um, as far as knowing when my stops are and stuff like that. Yeah. What about clothes? I mean, are you going to, you're going to bring a puffy and all that kind of stuff like you normally Yeah. Would? Yeah. I'll definitely. Yeah. Cause I'll be riding a lot at night. And so I'll definitely have a puffy raincoat. Um, uh, but as far as clothing goes, I'm going to carry the lightest stuff I can, I have um, Merino shirt, you know, long sleeve merino shirt, which I can wash out in the creek or whatever. Yeah. Or the, or like in a gas station sink or whatever, and then let dry on my bike. So just super minimal stuff, the smallest things I can. Um, and then probably warmers, like knee warmers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And that's all stuff I'll probably like, if I get super cold, I'll put on and sleep in. Yeah. Um, I know some people don't like to carry, will only carry one pair of bibs, but I'm going to have two pairs of bibs. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. How many days is it? My plan is seven days. That's kind of my goal. Um, if it takes longer, it takes longer. Yeah. If it's, if I do it faster than rad, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's a thousand miles. So I'm looking at like 150 miles a day. It's a big ask. That is a big yeah. ask. Yeah. It sounds rad. Yeah. I remember dot watching it last year. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a rad one to watch. Um, my, uh, the first time I ever went bikepacking was in the Ozark mountains. And so like, it's just kind of fun to be able to go back and say my first race is also going to be out that way. Yeah. Are you going by yourself or are you doing it with other yeah. people? No, I'll be solo. Uh, I know a few people that are doing the race, but as far as like yeah. going with anybody, it's yeah, definitely by myself. That was, is that the one where they send people off in opposite directions of the Yeah. Loop? Yeah. So you get to choose the, your direction. You can go North way or South way. Um, okay. Off of what you want to do. Uh, from what I gather South is the, the easier way to go, um, which is the way I'm going for sure. 
<laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, you get all the big climbing out of the way early, and then there's a 160 some odd mile stretch where there's zero services, and that is awesome. And uh, so that will be done early as well. Yeah, that's crazy. We're we're planning a six day. It's not a race, but a six day ride. It's always and- a race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he and i have got a real problem we we half wheel each other like the, like it's nobody's business so um we're gonna try to spend the next like six months just sorting that part out you know so yeah. like, it's gonna don't... take that long <laughs> hey um, man the first one to camp gets the best camp spot yeah totally totally <laughs> see but i'm looking forward to trying to i mean whether it's a race or not just doing you know 120 miles a day or whatever it is is going to be a lot to to bite off so kudos totally, to you for, on loaded bikes man like yeah you know my race setup with food and water is 44 pounds like that's a lot yeah and that's minimal you know yeah. so like you you throw in you know an actual bike packing rig like with food and like all the fun stuff that you want to take it definitely adds up really quick yeah yeah, I uh, I have no idea how much it's going to weigh, but I have been trying to like test it out as much as possible in my head of like, okay, is this a pound? Is this a pound? Is this a pound? And then of course I know like- my pl- my plan is to just not weigh it. I just don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just know that like if you have to pick it up and carry it over stuff, you're probably going to need help. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a g- good rule. Yeah, we had we had this guy that um, was a family friend that I had never met before, and he was traveling from um, Florida to Maine, and he was doing his own bike packing trip. And he came by the house uh, unannounced, not unannounced, but you know, just like showed up, like and and I got to see his bike and his setup. And then a couple months later, this was all during the COVID time. A couple months later, there was a there was this these two guys from Canada that were riding down and then all the way over. And they, they, they showed up at the shop with like a broken, uh, you know, pannier bag and, and needed help. And in both cases, I was just like shocked at the lack of consideration about equipment. And then also the weight of those rigs, like, I mean, shockingly heavy. And, um, I, I think I, I get it. Like things are expensive and whatever, but like there are so many people that seem to take these trips that are huge trips and they're just like, I just got a bike and I put the bags on there and I'm going across the country. And I'm always like, I can't even fathom the thought of putting my life on a bike and not, you know, having ridden it before. Cause the guys from Canada, they had literally like, the dude had just bought the bike, put it in a box, flew to, you know, flew across the border and started riding. And I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom it, but, and we're doing the opposite. You know, we're geeking out about like my Sidewinder SL sleeping bag. (laughs) Uh, That's probably one of the coolest things about like bikepacking and touring and stuff is anyone can do it. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who you are. If you've never ridden a bike, like, never camped or toured in your entire life you can get a sleeping bag in a tent from walmart or whatever and strap it to your bike and just go yeah and yeah it's gonna it's definitely gonna be way heavier but you're still out there doing it and i think that's super rad and there's like 
a ton of people that I talk to quite a bit that really want to break into bikepacking. They're just like, well, I just don't have the gear. I'm like, throw your stuff into a backpack and just go up into the hills and yeah. sleep. Like, that's really all you need to do. Like, figure out if you like it. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of where that's where we're at. That's why I wanted to record this, too, is because I, I hope people will hear it. A lot of what gets covered is like races bikepacking races and that there's nothing wrong with those but it's that's such a different world of that's like um that's like the not the extreme but you know that's bikepacking light and fast and and there's just such a a steep learning curve to get to that point you know um and i i don't pretend to have any knowledge of it but i'm looking to just start with one night at a time you know <laughs> right and, and i took my first bikepacking trip in like 2014 or 15 or whatever yes yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there and man my stuff was so clapped out and falling off my bike and like i was constantly just adjusting things and like now you know this is my first bikepacking race you know yeah. and like yeah, some people can just go full send into the race, but most people are super intimidating by just getting out on a weekend trip. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things I think Matt and I have talked about recently with this and why we're kind of so stoked on it is it seems like nowadays we get so caught up in this, like, okay, I have to have the most aero bike and I want to have all the cool stuff and go as fast as I can. But like, just being able to think about this is like, man, like it's an adventure let's just, it takes however long it takes. Let's just go out, have a good time. Like, you know, sometimes I think we, we tend to forget that when we're riding bikes that it's supposed to be fun and not just, yeah, let's go slay ourselves all the time. Absolutely, man. Like that's one of my favorite things about bikepacking. It, it, it is slow. It's slow. Yeah. You, you look around a lot more, you see all these crazy things that you don't really pay attention to. Like, even like, my local bikepacking routes, I can ride them in a day and I have, but when I bike pack them, I notice way more stuff. Like, yeah. just, and it's just so rad. Yeah. And the other thing too, and we haven't really touched on it yet, but like you're the, the thing about bikepacking too, that's critical is eating and drinking. And there's that element that is, seems to be widely personal and also like the options are endless because you can, you can grab things in stores. You can, you know, target a burger joint that, you know, might be open and, and whatever that kind of stuff. But then, then there's also like the ration meals or pre-cooked stuff or, or just given gels and water. Like, um, do you, have you ever found yourself like just relying on what you brought or. If there's a store on route, stop at the store. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Never, like never skip out on a store, never skip out. Like, Oh, I have enough water refill anyways, like yeah. grab extra snacks. Cause it's like, you're going to want stuff you didn't bring. And that always happens, you know, like you're going to bring what you think is good, but then you're going to walk into that store and see that honey bun sitting on the shelf and you're gonna be like, hell yeah, I'll take four. Like <laughs> double decker cream pie. Yeah. You know, talking four. About. Four, I love it. I love yeah. It. Or like, never skip a food truck you know like a lot of these small towns and stuff they have food trucks outside the stores or whatever and it's like yeah grab a cheeseburger man because like yeah like that stuff is so valuable 
and so good. And yeah, you're who cares? Like even during the race, like I'm going to stop and have food. Like I'm, I'm carrying a lot of food with me, but I am definitely stopping in places and eating real meals. Yeah, for sure. And, and you, especially multi days, you, you need, yeah. you, you need, uh, not just comfort food, but you need the fuel from something other than just, you know, carbs, calories yeah. from on the bike, but yeah. And I mean, you're bikepacking, you're you're pushing around this massively heavy bike. Like you're working so much harder and just treat yourself, have that delicious cheeseburger or whatever. Fill that top two bag with French fries, man. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. One other thing, just cleanliness, you know, which I always think about camping is like you go camp and then you come back and for a week you smell like a, a campfire and that's okay. But um, what, what's the, what's the hygiene minimum for, on the bike and multi-day stuff. What do you, I carry, yeah, I carry wipes, uh, biodegradable wipes and stuff like that. They're like gigantic baby wipes, basically, or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like that guy you met in, in sea otter or whatever. Remember that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That guy's company, uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, basic, you know, toothbrush, all that good stuff. Um, and then, uh, um, Merino wool is like the best thing ever. That's basically all I bike pack in. I love it. Uh, wash it out in the Creek in the sink, whatever, keep those things clean. Um, but yeah, just basic hygiene, wipe yourself down. Like I'm always like, when I get to camp, I'll break out wipes and just clean all the dirt and grime off. Yeah. Or if there's a river or a Creek or something freaking jump in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'm, I'm not sure if we, if we missed anything, is there anything bike setup uh, wise? What about like 650 B versus 700? I think that's a lot of personal preference, honestly. Um, I'm a big 729 guy. Yeah. I have six fifties, but I tend to go for my 29s way more. Yeah. Um, that's just me. You know, I know people that are hundred percent the other way. Um, it also depends on where you're going, you know, what you're riding. You know, like what tire we are you running at uh, Arkansas? I'm running a Gravel King SK Plus 743. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Burly, burly, you know, sharp rocks out there and stuff like that. So, yeah, as much protection as I can get is ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, climbing gears, maybe drop that front ring down a size or two. Yeah. Um, it's totally worth it. Um, yeah. Are you running digital or, or mechanical? Uh, yeah, I'll have a, if I'll have a axis on my bike. Okay. Uh, one by 12. Okay. Yep. So, and a um, dynamo front dynamo front hub, um, powering the K light. Um, then it'd be like a, uh, 38 tooth chain ring. Are you running lights or anything in the back? I'll have a red, like a red flashy that I can recharge like during the daylight. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then uh, I'll also have a light on my helmet as well. I have a outbound outbound, uh, what is it? The hangover, super bright, really lightweight, um, helmet light. One, one thing you mentioned that I thought was interesting when we were talking before, um, was about like extra clothing gear and you were saying how you value, cause I was thinking, 
about bike specific stuff. And you right. were, you were saying like, well, tell me, tell me your, your, you were talking about Patagucci and, and what, and what. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, bike specific stuff is, is great. Um, but for me, especially bike packing, I prefer to go with like more, I guess like a backpacking style or, or something like that. Um, tech shirts, long sleeve shirts like that, just like a looser fit clothing personally. Um, I still wear the cargo bibs though. Like, so I have a little extra pockets, uh, rain jacket. I want a hood on my rain jacket, especially for these massive, uh, big rides and stuff. Um, same with, with rain pants. Um, and then it, it, layering is such an important thing too. Like I want to make sure that my rain jacket can fit over my puffy if it gets that cold. Um, which with cycling stuff, like it really doesn't layer that well for the most yeah. part, um, unless you're, you know, carrying a hundred different things. And then, um, what about camp pants? You know, you yeah. stop and, and what do you, what are you throwing on if you get, once you get out of your cargo bibs? Uh, usually sweats, just like, uh, you know, pair of sweats or a pair of shorts. Um, like this past weekend trip, I had long underwear. I did the long underwear with the shorts over it. Look, mm -hmm. it was so clean. <laughs> Let me tell you. Classy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that with, uh, you know, um, some Tiva sandals, I was definitely looking super rad at camp. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see those pictures on Instagram. I, 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 I assume that <laughs> they're out there, man. You just yeah. got to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, Peter, you bringing, are you, are you going to do Crocs? You know, I'm doing Crocs. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I did, you know, I did my little geeky research and I, shoes. I have a thing for shoes. Um, <laughs> no, and, <laughs> And how many pairs are you bringing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so, and I, I haven't got them yet. They're on the way, but, uh, Vans actually has a pair of all rubber slip-ons. I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, and I was, and they were, and they were bright orange. So I was like, man, I'm going to strap these on the back of the, of the saddlebag. And it's going to be like a safety element, of course. Right. <laughs> got to have a dual purpose. Um, We'll see. The, those things you never know. Sometimes I was thinking just slides or, or flip flops or whatever too. But you, I mean, you never know where you're gonna go. And I I feel like that's great in the summer. But if it's cold at all or dew in the morning or whatever, you don't want you don't want your feet wet all the time too. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, wet feet can definitely uh, lead you to some bad stuff. Where do you uh, put your shoes? Foot and stuff like that. Like you don't want that bike packing. Where do you put your tevas? Yeah, that's something we uh, never really covered. They're strapped to uh, the front, my my bar roll, okay, bar bag. Um, the Apodera bag has like the elastic straps on it. Yeah, so I just strap them to that. Um, same with my rain jacket. Like when I take my rain jacket off, I just you know, kind of folded it up and strapped it to my seat bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is like just one thing that's bothering me personally is like everything in the industry is black or dark gray yeah that's just how that's how the industry rolls yeah clothing and, is all earth tones you know yeah um, and the bags you know, all the yeah. bags are and i for me personally i'm just like man like i'm gonna strap all these bags on my bike i want them to be bright because i want to be safe if nothing else yeah. i mean if i gotta have a bag it might as well be obnoxious so i'm trying my best Look, to make that Matt, happen. i think 
I think this calls for, you know, working on some custom merino wool uh, bikepacking jerseys. Hey, man, I fully agree with that. Uh, There is like an actual legit cycling jersey made in merino wool. Velocio, I think, makes them. But other than that, they're just not really out there. Yeah. Um, That's also why I like to use Patagonia stuff so much is because it's they always have bright colors. Yeah. And yeah. And normally it's i mean yeah it's expensive but it's cheaper than other stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know like it lasts for yeah yeah for sure and for arkansas they like there's sections where they like want us to wear orange or something yeah, like that because sure. it's hunting season yeah and i was like yeah. okay well i'm I, how do i find a jersey that i want to wear in orange and it just wouldn't happen so yeah no just wear your earth tones through the yeah, woods and yeah hunting it's season. so funny like Looking at everything from all the manufacturers, it's just so earth tone. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, it, it is wild. Like, no one, no one in the industry thinks about like actual safety on the bike. It's very weird. Like, they'll oh, they'll put something reflective or like whatever. But if you got a if you got a loaded down bike with all this crap on it, it's like it's a bunch of area that you could use. And you just wait till you see what I'm gonna do. I I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't I, wait to see this thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I mean, well, I say what I'm going to do. What, what I think Matt's going to help me do is, is bring the neon orange to, to the, to the bad world. Um, have you, you have, Sheldon, have you ever seen those, uh, the bongo trucks in like India and places yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. That'll be, that'll be Matt's bike. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Bells I'm everything. looking forward to it. Yeah. I might even sit, get one of those big speakers down in the bottom uh, <laughs> under the down tube water bottle yeah, cage. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Yeah. Music. Uh, my buddy, Brandon, who, go, who I was talking about, uh, he has a speaker that he carries on the rides and always jamming. So it's great. Music is, is key. I'll have, uh, I got, um, I'll have music on the race as well. I have the most ridiculous playlist for that. So how are you going to do that through like through your phone or? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just keep it, run it through my phone. I have headphones. Um, they, what are the active noise canceling headphones where I can dial in road noise and stuff on them. Yeah. So I'll use those and they work pretty good. I can hear everything around me. So. Yeah, we, um, I've been through a lot of different headphone setups. I know Pete's using something different too, but, um, I've been using the Jaybird Vista two. I think but I have, yeah, yeah. Those are exact mm-hmm. ones I have, man. Those are so sick for riding. Yeah. And they don't fall out. That was, that's always been my problem is I was having them just like I'm riding along and the earphones just like, you yeah. know, and by the time I can stop the cars run over it, you know, and, um, that's happened to both like AirPods that I had, which that's frustrating. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are, are definitely sick. They're pricey, but worth it in my opinion. And they yeah. last forever, man. You, you get a lot of time out of them. Yeah, for sure. All right. So tell us when, uh, tell us when Arkansas is coming up uh arkansas starts october 9th uh, october 9th yeah okay. fayetteville arkansas right yeah so officially a month out have a lot of riding still to do but for yeah. the most part i feel really really good um bike and gear and stuff is 100 percent dialed so that's really nice that's Just awesome i have to think about any of that um yeah so are you driving out yeah i'll drive out um get in a few days i'll probably head home for a day or two see some family and then drive down um it's super close to kansas city area so yeah 
uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, spend a week on my bike. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but you'll be able to follow Sounds along cool. on track leaders and all that stuff. And I'm going to keep my grams updated with sleep deprived messages. And yeah. I look forward <laughs> to that. It's super cool. rad. Uh, we have to post selfies at certain locations. So yeah. some sweet selfie spots. Um, yeah, I'm really do, stoked on it. Do you know how they do that? Is it a spot tracker or how do, do you know? how? Yeah. How- so I use a Garmin inReach. Yeah. Uh, I've had a spot tracker and the spot is great for being just a tracker, but the Garmin I use, I can text through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like anyone I want to talk to, I can just send a text like, Hey, I'm alive or I'm a camp or, you know, things like that, which is super rad. Um, but yeah, it it just uses that same, same setup. You register it online through uh, the track leaders website and they get it all dialed. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, just really, yeah, really stoked to get out there and tackle this monster. It's, it's pretty gnarly one. The more, uh, information I get from people about it and stuff, the more I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm taking on a big one, but yeah. <laughs> are you bringing, are you bringing a camera? Just your phone? Uh, yeah, just my phone. Okay. Um, I don't want to mess with taking up, you know, valuable space for yeah, a camera. For sure. Yeah. Um, and phones take good pictures anyway. So yeah. Well, yep. Sounds good. Well, snacks, snacks over camera. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Honey buns over cameras. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't take a camera uh, last weekend, and I do regret that because it was such a rad trip. But uh, I'm sure I'll I'll miss out on having a camera when I'm in Arkansas as well. But. That was something when we went to Silverton a, a couple years ago, and because I had never taken, I, I had a camera for the first time to take on and take pictures. And I remember I, I told Pete about this recently where the first day we went and I thought I was really doing something by like stopping and taking pictures. And I had taken 70 pictures <laughs> and I thought like I had really done something. And Steven and Nick had taken like, I think it was 450 shots on the first day alone. And I was like, and it took them, an hour or two just to edit through and find out the ones and just the game seeing how much photos were taken where it was insane and uh i know there's a you don't do that in a bike packing race that wasn't what i was going to say but um there are so many memories or whatever you could capture totally um if you had the time pete uses a, a gopro a lot and i i have one i don't I, I don't take it out as much as I'd like to, as I should, but um, I just think documenting your ride a lot of times is yeah, such an art form, I, you know? I love, like, I think I take a camera on every bikepacking trip and this, just this one, like I forgot it and I just had to, I mean, I used my phone and I have tons of awesome pictures, but yeah, I mean, that's just part of it is taking pictures and all those awesome memories and crazy stuff you see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate your time and, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely follow up with you after, uh, after yeah, October. Sure. See how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, uh, it'll either be a, a, a victory story or a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a story uh, either way. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, my full, my, my number one goal is obviously to finish the race and cross and make sure, make it happen. But I'm also going to make sure I take care of myself and if, yeah anything happens like whatever yeah 
and we, when and listening to i was telling you i listened to that uh, rodeo podcast with um I, I believe it's sam martin uh mm -hmm. and his perspective on doing tour divide was so awesome he was just like i'm just gonna ride my bike every day and like camp out and that's yeah. all i'm gonna do and what's yeah, wrong man. there's nothing scary about that and um that's, that's, that's pretty much what you're gonna do. yeah that's the mindset i'm going into it with and i'm just keeping the stoke high for sure like um you can go into a, to one of these events and not be stoked and it's, it's not going to go well so i'm just keeping the stoke super high i know yeah. it's gonna be rad um yeah, we, we maybe uh, should have a wager on the amount and the number of honey buns that you're going to acquire and, oh, and consume, man. you know, uh, yeah, gonna like there's going to be a lot of, like that's dude, that's more than two a day gas station pizza yeah. going to crush some of that. Um, yeah, the route is super sick. Uh, takes you through a lot of small towns and then a few big ones and stuff like that. So how many the, people the, are doing the race? Do you know? I want to say 50 are signed up for okay. it. Okay. Big one. And then they have a short course as well uh, for the first time this year, which is, I think is around 300 and some odd miles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, 50 is good. Cause you don't want to like yeah. overwhelm little stores with like yeah. 600 people that are all starving, you know? Yeah. And that, like I was listening to, if you haven't listened to it, bikes or death podcast, it's basically a podcast all about bike packing um super good definitely worth listening to um he has several um uh, from the arkansas high country okay talking about the small stores and and stuff like that and um at first no one knew what was going on and then once they figured out that this race was happening stores were staying open later and like waiting for racers and stuff so yeah that's cool uh, now this year like now that it's actually a known thing a lot of the stores are going to be like stocking up and yeah extra stuff yeah yeah, it's super rad. Awesome. Um, yeah, and like the whole like state is on board with it. Like it's insane just the amount of stuff that comes out from Arkansas alone. Because Arkansas is like super bike friendly, you know. With yeah, the, they're pretty like, rad on bikes. Yeah, there. yeah. So having such a major race there is is pretty sick. Yeah. Well, best well, of luck to you, you, man. Thank if you. If you get to a gas station, Sheldon, and they don't have honey buns. My go-to is always the double decker fudge round. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, it's man. like 600 calories. In <laughs> See, I, I'm an, I'm an oatmeal cream pie guy. Okay. And, it, okay. and that, cause I don't know what it also too, like, it's just easier for me to eat if I, if I'm bonked or, you know, I'm just don't want to see a gel or something, but yeah. Uh, you know, just watch the Instagram videos, you know, like whatever I eat, you know, yeah. if I have an oatmeal, I'm, I'm throwing it out to you. <laughs> yeah. Please, please do. Please. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should be cool. So really stoked well, on that. Give our, give our, our best to all the, the, the folks in Denver and, um, you guys keep, keep crushing the, the bike game. I, I know uh, there's a lot of people out there stoked to be getting their new, their new whips. Yeah. Yep. And slowly but surely we're churning them out um people are patient which is rad so it makes it a little easier yeah um, we're doing our best to get them out that's for sure yeah man well uh again pete thank you sheldon thank you be the bright podcast yeah. number who knows we'll figure out the, num the number 1067 i think that's right yeah Se <laughs> season seven um, <laughs> and and we'll see you in a few weeks for for another one and godspeed in arkansas my friend yeah yes good luck, man yeah i'll be stoked to talk about it so all right y'all have a good night
Bye. Bye.